The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is David Yaz. If you like this podcast, please follow us on Apple Podcast. And by the way, if you want your own show, kids, if you want to be the next big podcast star, go to pod six one seven. Go to pod617.com, I know my own website, to get started. You could be the next big podcast star. You can do it from the comfort of your home or here in our Westwood Mass Studios, Boston Podcast Network, in Pod We Trust. All right, end of plug. I am, after a couple days at the remote studio, I'm back in the actual studio here with two actual live human beings with me. Pandemic be damned. Is it over yet? It's not over yet, is it? it anyway, first off, I want to introduce... My colleague uh, and new sidekick on the Boston podcast, her name is Paula Constance. She is here in the studio. Let's give her a round of applause. Yes. How are you doing today, Paula? Great. That's it? That's it. That's good podcasting. That's succinct. It's to the point. <laughs> Our guest today on the podcast, this is going to be very interesting. His name is Nikos. And Nikos, I'm going to need, I'm going to just come clean and say I need a little help on the pronunciation of your last name. Would you do the honors? Sure. It's Vecuritas. Vecuritas. What he deals in is this deep fake stuff. So he is the founder and CEO of a company called Attestive. Am I saying that correctly? Uh, yeah, we call it Attestive. Attestive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, try, I try to make it Euro or something. Attestive, which is a company that provides authentic authenticity for digital media, photos, videos, documents, and protecting against things like deep fakes and fraud. So welcome to the show, Nico. Glad to hear. Yeah, thanks, Dave. It's great to be here. He's been on other podcasts before, so I have to put on a big show. When did you found this company? Let's start with that. So founded in 2018. Uh, I'm one of those, uh, I guess, uh, serial entrepreneurs. So this is my third go around uh, starting a company. So myself and my co-founder, uh, we founded two companies before this. Uh, both of them uh, sold uh, one to Hewlett Packard, one to EMC Data Storage before they were acquired wow. by Dell. So uh yeah so so I'm one of those people who uh, really enjoys the startups and and uh building something new and solving problems. And this is a when did you realize that this particular thing was a problem? Well, it was about the time we started the company in 2018. Uh I I think the fake, you know, the 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 even the term fake news started becoming pretty commonplace, right? Yeah. We hadn't heard about that before. Uh but people often look at things whether it's social media uh, or photos, videos, and sometimes they don't know whether to believe them. Sometimes they don't know whether they're true. And of course, uh, you know, having a technical background, uh, we saw that, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to fake these things. Uh, it's not just the Photoshops. They're getting uh, extremely elaborate with deep fakes. Uh, so we saw that this was a, a problem that would affect uh, not only social media, but a lot of industries. So, the first time I saw a deepfake, I was blown away. And I think it was someone who had made this video of, I think it was the comedian Bill Hader who was on a talk show. And he was talking about Tom Cruise. And he went into a little bit of a Tom Cruise imitation, you know, impression. And 
the video then all of a sudden slowly turns Bill Hader's head into Tom Cruise's head to the point where you couldn't even, you would have thought it was just Tom Cruise sitting in there. So this is where we're at, right? So, so this could be used um, in a number of different ways. And sometimes in your company, I mean, you're in your work with the insurance business. So people are, can fake things, what, like accidents and things like that. Uh, yeah, of, of course, right. They, they, they can fake accidents. Uh, you can you can synthetically. I mean, deep fakes are not just for videos. You can synthetically create a vehicle, uh, create these photos uh, that don't have any of the signs that they've been tampered or or edited in any way because you're, you're kind of creating them from scratch using AI. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 what it's doing is uh, it's making it extremely difficult to tell what's real. Uh, from uh, what's fake. And for insurance companies, uh, over the past couple of years with COVID, uh, the number of claims that get settled on photos alone has increased over 100%. Mm. So so what's happening is there's just a lot of trust. uh, And sometimes a lot of the photos are coming from the insured themselves. uh, So they're self-service. Uh, so there needs to be processes and mechanisms to validate these and ensure that they're real. So is that the majority of your clients are insurance companies? That- uh, the majority are insurance companies. Interestingly, when we started this company, we figured, oh, social media would be the thing, right? Because yeah. that's where all of the fakes uh, really live uh, in this, particularly uh, the, the ones that are most well-known. But But in reality, you know, social media... Uh, in some sense, has its ways of of dealing with it. But on the other hand, uh, sometimes they simply like the fact that they get more clicks as a result of these things. So uh, they don't really have the incentive the way insurance companies do uh, to uh, help uh, find these fakes and and make sure that uh, uh, they're removed from, uh, you know, from uh, or prevented from being used. Right. What, what, where, I've neglected to ask you this at the top, where does the name Attestive come from? Uh, the name Attestive uh, uh, is really about uh, attestation, right? Can you attest that this photo is real? Can you attest that this video is real? Uh, and that's what we do. We provide uh, ways of doing that. And, and we actually use a couple of technologies. One is blockchain technology and the other is uh, is artificial intelligence, AI. Mm-hmm. Paulo. Are you as scared as I am about this deep fake stuff? I am just as scared as you are. Uh, tell me why. Well, I think um, authenticity is a big thing today. And I think being able to trust what you see and being able to have a way to to feel confident in that is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what Nikos is doing with this company is really important for, I think, everyone. I think celebrities want to know that things out there are not being created about them. I think it's just the time is right for this kind of technology. And I think the more people that are able to access it, the better off we'll all be. It's scary. You can make people uh, taller, shorter, you know, pregnant if you want to. doesn't matter if you're male or female. It can make you pregnant. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was telling Nikos before we started recording that um, I've played around with some of these deep fake things just to turn myself into like Indiana Jones or Luke Skywalker. Like that's fun, but it's... Amazing because it, it uh, I mentioned Star Wars in the one of those Star Wars movies. I think it was Force Awakens. They brought back the, this character named Grand Moff Tarkin and they imposed his face on a different actors because because 
the actor in the original movie has been dead for many years, right? So that's with the with technology we have. I'll ask you, Nikos. That that just like we could have a Steve McQueen movie in production tomorrow, and he's been dead for thirty years, right? I mean, part of the uh, more interesting, maybe fun side of of deep fakes, right, is you can actually bring people back uh, in a movie. Yep. Uh, you can, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I I don't know that you necessarily want to, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a mainstream need, you know, where you want to bring back your, you know, your relatives who have passed away or, yeah. or whatever. Uh, you know, but but th- there's definitely some real use cases for it. And unfortunately, there's also a lot of uh, ways to use this technology to defraud people. And that's uh, that's a problem. And and also perhaps even ruin people's reputations. Right. So we talked about the audio at one point. We mentioned it. Tell us, give us an example of a potential disaster that would happen if someone copies your voice. Like, what could they do? Right. So so I do podcasts. And so here I am today doing a podcast. Uh, someone could listen to this uh, podcast and, and, and actually record my voice. Uh, and then they could synthesize it into a deep fake uh, and perhaps and not not to give people ideas and then perhaps calling, you know, my employees and saying, hey, I, uh, yeah, this is Nikos and I, I want you to wire some money. It's yeah. an emergency. Uh, if it sounds like me, you know, who's really going to question sometimes? So, yeah. so it can be very dangerous. So I've got an example of this. All right. So there's an app that I use called Descript. It's a transcription app. It's very helpful for uh, podcasters. They're not a sponsor of the show, but Descript, hey, let's talk if you want. Giving you a plug. They have a function that is as impressive as it is scary. And what you do is you talk into the Descript app. You read a script for about 10 minutes. And it's some silly script about penguins and whatever. This makes you say a lot of different words. And then it creates a virtual you voice. So I'm going to give you an example of what my voice sounds like saying something different. So the first thing I'm going to play is not me. It's a clip from the movie Shawshank Redemption because that's the dialogue that I'm going to have it imitate for me. So this is, um, I hope you're a, a fan of, sorry, hope you're a fan of Shawshank. Everybody is a fan of Shawshank. Of course. Okay. So you'll hear, you'll hear uh, the, the voice of Tim Robbins as Andy Dufresne here. There's a big hayfield up near Buxton. You know where Buxton is? There's a lot of hayfields up there. One in particular. It's got a long rock wall, a big oak tree at the north end. It's like something out of a Robert Frost poem. It's where I asked my wife to marry me. I went there for a picnic and made love under that oak and I asked and she said yes. Okay. Now, I just took that, those, the text of that bit from Shawshank and put it into the script using my voice. I didn't say these words, but here's what it came out with. There's a big hayfield up near Buxton, one in particular. It's got a long rock wall with a big oak tree at the north end. It's like something out of a Robert Frost poem. It's where I asked my wife to marry me. We went there for a picnic and made love under the oak. And I asked, wait, I didn't make love with anyone. Okay, that's just that. See, that's what the script, that's what the, the deep voice fake thing did. See, that's, what did you think? It sounded like me, right? It sounded like you. Yeah. It sounded like you. Yeah. A, it, a famous version. <laughs> well, there, there were only, a, I feared that if you use that, the intonations would all be wrong. And there was a couple moments where I probably would have said it differently. But for most of it, asked, and she said, yes, promise me, Red. If you ever get out, find that spot at the base of that wall. All right. Anyway, thank you. That's if I was in Shawshank. So um, what can you do, Nikos, to help avoid situations like that? So 
So we have an authentication mechanism using the blockchain. So when you uh, create a recording, a video, uh, we have a way to uh, essentially what we call fingerprint it at the point of creation. So when you fingerprint it, uh, you essentially uh, create this attestation, if you will, on the blockchain or you're anchoring this fingerprint, which isn't the whole video or it's, it's, it's actually just a unique identifier uh, that's unique to that video or it could be unique to that photo that goes on a blockchain. Now, now the, the interesting thing about the blockchain, uh, which, you know, beyond the fact that everybody knows about Bitcoin, but, but the blockchain is it's, it's an immutable ledger. So when you put something on a blockchain, you can't change it or it's extremely, extremely difficult to change it. Mm-hmm. So what that gives you is this way to validate almost a chain of custody on everything you create where somebody else can come in and now validate that it was really you. Uh, this was produced by you. This is the time and date it was produced. Uh, and now we can validate that this is an authentic video or photo of you. Uh, and it's a very, very quick and easy process the way that we've done it. It, uh, it, it can fit into virtually any audio or video capture system. Uh, and, and that's the way we sell our product is now you can use this to essentially tamper proof uh, your photo capture. So if you're an insurance company and you say, uh, hey, Dave, uh, why don't you take photos of your car, send them to the insurance company and we'll mail you a check. Well, there's a lot of trust in there. Right. Uh, so if you have the Attestus system, it essentially tamper proofs. Once you take those photos, uh, if you change them, uh, they will no longer be able to be validated. So what is, give us an example of some trickery that you've seen in your business that you actually said, oh, these guys are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot of stuff uh, that we see, uh, you know, even if, even when you prove the time, date and location uh, of an image, uh, somebody could be aiming their phone at, at a screen, right? Okay. Yep. You take a photo of a screen. So, so we have AI that detects that, that detects it's, it's a photo of a screen. We've seen that before. Uh, we've seen it for fraudulent reasons. We've seen it for laziness reasons. Oh, I've got the photos all on the screen here. Mm. You know, some body shop has all of the photos of a car on a screen and they decide to do that. Well, well, that's all, you know, m- maybe it's innocent, uh, but there's probably, you know, there's other there's potentially others who are doing that because, well, we don't have these damaged vehicles. They're not real. And we're just taking photos of screen. So, mm. so we've seen that people download photos from the internet. And of course there's the Photoshops, right. uh, you know, do it, you have means of figuring out when something has been Photoshopped? We do. Yeah. We, we have AI analysis uh, that does that. Uh, I- interesting little fact, mm. uh, Apple just made it super easy in iOS 15. I don't know if you're an Apple person, uh, I, I am. an iOS. Yeah. So in, in iOS 15, they made it super easy to just change the location of a photo. Time, yeah, I saw that recently. Photo. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so they've done it in ways that are that are not detect, not easily detectable by 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 I wonder, current tools. Yeah, I wonder why they did that because that probably came up a lot in in legal proceedings. You know, if you have and people, a lot of people never realize this, maybe still don't. But you know, if you send a photo to someone, you know, if you say, um. Oh, I'm here at home and I'm sick. I'm not going to be able to make it to the meeting. You take a photo of yourself looking glum, but you're actually in the bathroom of the the bar in the next town over, you know, and then you send that to you. I don't know why you would do this, but, 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 but anyways, you get busted. Like people, there's, there's metadata in the photo, right? 
that that will tell you where it was taken. Right. And like you just said, I noticed that too on the phone. That Apple allows you to manually change it, which means which it's probably a good thing for privacy's sake, but um, it's weird. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, for, well, certainly for for folks who rely on the location and the and the date and time. Uh, that's in the photo to make a decision like an insurance claim. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty bad if you can take an old photo and you can forward date it uh, and change the location. Uh, so so we do have technology that detects that as well. The website is attestive.com, A-T-T-E-S-T-I-V.com. Is that the best way, Nikos, for people to find out more about what you do? Get yeah, absolutely. Uh can contact us as well at info at Very good. and. Um, Paul, before I move on to the next segment, do you have any lingering questions for Nikos? Yeah. I had your mic down. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't have lingering questions, but I did want to say something about um, the Star Wars movie okay. because I remember when Princess Leia came on and she was speaking and she wasn't living. And yep. I remember thinking, wow, I mean, it was kind of cool, but at the same time, I wasn't sure about it. You Did know? they do that before? Because I thought I thought they shot her sequences before she died, but I might be wrong. And you know what? We'll never know. We'll never know <laughs> either <laughs> we'll way. We'll never know. I'm watching a show called, I forgot what it's called. It's with Tyron Edgerton and Ray Liotta. And as I'm watching it, I'm wondering, did they get done all the shooting with Ray? Or are the last couple episodes going to be um, his deep faked? <laughs> but you can do it. You can fake the voice, you can fake the image, and you can make it almost look perfect. Sometimes it can be helpful. I mean, in, in, in my business, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind having a few deep fakes so I can take a few extra Zoom calls every day. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could do that. Well, the other trick you can do is you just sh- shoot a video of yourself uh, nodding and looking interested, run that on a loop, make that your background. There's a little tip for you. Nico. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in podcasting, the reason why this is, this is offered as a, a feature on the app that I was talking about before, the one that imitated my voice, is because you could be, you know, I could be at home, um, you know, sitting around on a Sunday afternoon and I realize I have to put in an extra voiceover for myself into one of my shows. So I, I have to say, you know, I forgot to mention, you can reach Nikos at, you know, here's his contact info. Um, and I may not want to get up from my couch and go over to a microphone and actually record it, or maybe I'm out of the studio, right? So you just type in those words and you get, you get it. You could do a, I could do a whole podcast just by typing it instead of talking. That wouldn't be any fun, but actually you don't know listeners. This might not be me. This might not be Dave. Thank God Nikos is here. All right. We're going to play a round of burning questions with Nikos where both me and maybe Paul, Paul, if you have any questions, I want you to chime in too for Nikos. And then later, we're going to play a quick round of good stuff. So uh, let's go right into the burning questions segment of the show. Just one more thing. I have a riddle for you. Answer the question. All right. All right. We have five minutes on the clock. Hypothetically, I'm not really timing it. We'll see how it goes. Nikos, in uh, no particular order, here are some questions for you. What was the First video game you remember loving as a kid? Gosh, um, Space Invaders. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That's not bad. Although, talk about uh, 
primitive. It was like you, the kids today would think it was primitive. All you do is move left and right and shoot up at those things coming at you. Well, well I don't want to show my age because uh, so, somebody had given me a Pong game when I was really young. And, you know, at that time, I thought it was the greatest thing. I played Pong, yeah. It was, and, and it was scary how much we enjoyed that looking, looking back on it. Um, let's see. Where did you grow up, Nico? I grew up in uh, in Boston, actually, in Rosendale. Rosendale, okay. Yeah. What was your favorite place to get ice cream in Rosendale as a kid? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Brigham's. Yeah. You got a little bit. Remember? Yeah, there, there, there used to be one right at the Dedham Mall there. They, uh, they used to be all over the place. Yeah. Sadly, they're they're not gone anymore. They should have put alcohol in their shakes. That that would have... Uh, yeah, whatever happened to that? I, that mean, I, think, I think they still sell ice cream in supermarkets. Right? They do. They do. Yeah. You, see, you see it here yeah. and there. Yeah. Was the Fribble, was that from, no, that was from Friendly's. Yeah. What the, the Brigham's might have had, well, they definitely had good shakes. I don't remember what they were called. Uh, what was your go-to order as a kid when you, when you went and you got yourself an ice cream treat? Gosh, I mean, I, 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 I was pretty just standard, you know, like a vanilla cone with uh, Jimmy's. Well, at least you, we know you're a true New Englander because you said Jimmy's. Which, yeah. Um... Sprinkles. Yeah, I know. My, I know my wife always tells me, oh, you mean sprinkles. See, I thought Jimmy's were a useful term because Jimmy's are the chocolate sprinkles. If they were rainbow colored, that's what I would call sprinkles. The other ones are called Jimmy's. And by the way, if you're wondering, I looked this up. It's it's not a racist term, even though it kind of feels like it. <laughs> so we're, we're all okay as far as I'm concerned. A uh, few more questions. One thing, give us one thing that you love that everybody else seems to hate. Or the reverse. Or both. Um... Paula, do you have an answer to this question? You, okay, go. Yes, I had one right away. One thing I love is I like being on the beach when, like, no one is there. Mm -hmm. And everyone else seems to think that, you know, it's the most fun thing to be with a huge crowd at the beach. Mm -hmm. And I just love the waves and being there to enjoy all of it. My, I had an Uncle Chuck who was kind of a little bit of an irascible guy. And his favorite line from a movie was from the movie Barfly. And the line was this. <clears throat> It's not that I don't like people. It's just that I prefer it when they're not around. It's, and sometimes that's very true. I also have a friend who says the more people I like, the more I like my truck. Anyway, so Nikos, now we've stalled for you. Now, what, what's your answer? Um, I, I guess uh, these days, I, I don't know. I, I still like driving and I still like drive. you know, in these days of autonomous cars. Yep. Uh, you know, I just, I actually enjoy drive. I actually drive a stick shift. How about that? Oh my God. Well, yeah. that's, you buried the lead. That's incredible. <laughs> I never learned how to drive a stick. Paul, did you ever learn how to drive a stick? My first car. Really? My first car. I thought it was the coolest thing. I felt yeah. like I was like a race car driver, yeah. except well, on the hills. My mom used to say, this is really driving. This feels like you're driving. And she, you know, shifted the gears w with such gusto. And, uh, I never learned. I could not. I would be on that clutch making that it, turn. It's an anti-theft device today, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no one can drive I thought of it that way. Yeah. That that's a that's a great point. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, final question, maybe. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Jesus, you want an alternative question? question. Uh, no, no. I, yeah, I, you, yeah, you can give me an alternative. Alternative so. question is favorite vacation spot. Or favorite vacation? Well, that's an easy one. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's the Greek islands. I mean, I I I've been there a few times, and it's 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 hard to compare anything else else to them. I mean, the beaches are fantastic. I've only been to Mykonos, but 
I went under great circumstances. It was after I was recently married and the whole trip was a treat from my in-laws and they knew some people who lived in Athens and they took us around like we were kings and we we and but it it is like um it is like a a fantasy world like you go to like again making us the only one I've been to but all the all the buildings are the same what do you call that white stuff you know what I'm talking about the it's like a not it's not quite a stucco it's a, I don't know what you call it but it's it seems like they they planned the whole island like once once to make it like uniformly beautiful but they did it like 500 years ago. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They had good zoning laws 500 years ago. That's <laughs> really what it comes down to. Apparently. Um, well, that's an excellent answer. And uh, you successfully negotiated the burning question segment of the show. We're still going to play a round of good stuff. But before we get there, let me just take a quick moment to remind you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod 617 is where you go if you want your own show. Podcasting is a great way to connect with your network. Whether it be clients or anybody else that you want to reach, your guests will be delighted as they're invited to appear on your show. And we do everything top quality, top quality microphones, whether you're recording at home or here in our Westwood studio. It's the Boston Podcast Network. Go to pod 617 to get started. The Boston Podcast Network. In pod, we trust. All right, let's play some good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff.
Investigations are still ongoing into the failures Operation Odin Sword. Failed missions resulted in the death of 12 Navy SEALs. Lieutenant Commander James Reese, can you outline the details of your mission? They knew we were coming. According to audio logs, you went dark on comms roughly four mics in. Why? That's not how it went down. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Headaches, paranoia, memory confusion. Uh, well, that gives you a little flavor of it, I guess. Well, or maybe it doesn't. But anyway, the the premise is that he is um, in the Navy. He's a special unit frogman type in the Navy or whatever. And he has this mission and it goes horribly awry. He comes back from the mission with, you heard him say, it's not the way things went down. Well, he's he's got his certain version of the way it went. And then it just, it is discovered that he has, this isn't, this isn't a spoiler. It's kind of the premise of the thing. There's something wrong with him, either emotionally, physically, or PTSD or some such thing. And people start questioning his version of the story. But what's cool about it is we, as the viewer, start questioning his version of the story, too, because it's being presented that way where how you can sort of make your own decision. And so he um, he then d- discovers that something um, is awry. There is There are people conspiring against him, so he thinks. So he makes a so-called terminal list basically, of people he's going to kill for revenge. And it sounds very, like, Death Wish. It's actually very well done. It's um, it's 10 episodes. I watched them all this morning. No, I didn't, not quite, but I, but I, but I did binge watch the thing. So I recommend it. Will you guys watch? You haven't seen that yet, have you? I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Will you watch it and get, report back to me, please, Nikos? Okay, good. <laughs> and Nikos, uh, before we go, anything else that people should know about you and what you do, or you want to remind people how to get in touch or anything like that? Uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, so, so you can look me up directly. Feel free to reach out and uh, uh, attestive dot com or info at attestive dot com. Uh, you can learn more about us. Uh, I, th- I think we're doing cool stuff, and uh, it's, it's affecting more and more industries, and it's. You know, could be a big problem, even though it's amazing technology, it could cause a lot of problems soon. I agree. You've scared the hell out of me. So if ever it comes up, I'm going straight to you. Thank you, Nikos. Uh, you're an awesome guest. I hope you had fun. Yeah, it was great. Thanks, Dave. All right. Paul, I hope you had fun. Always. All right. You, but I'm paying you to be here. So, <laughs> I mean, have more fun right now. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. If you like our show, I remind you to... Follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods and go to pod617.com to get started. If you would like your own show on behalf of Nikos and Paula, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Everybody.